Kedushin Daf Nun. We're starting from the Mishnah on the bottom of Memtes Amadez. So the Mishnah says, if a person made a stipulation, a man says, a woman with a Kedushin Amanashi coin, and he's making, giving her the ring, everything, and he says, you make this to me on condition, I'm coin, but him's a Levi. The reality is he's only a Levi. Leaving him so coin, he said, I'm a Levi, but, the, but instead he was a coin. Nasan, he said, I'm a I'm Nasan, he's a Mamsa, he was a Mamsa. Mamsa, he said, I'm a Mamsa, he's a Nasan, and the truth is he's a Nasan. But he he said, if I'm a person from the town, but he's really, um, if I'm meaning like out of town, but really he's from a, an urban an urban area. Ben Krachman is a veneer, or on condition I'm a city person, and he's really from an out of town place. He said, on condition my house is near the bathhouse, but really it was far. He said, it's on condition my house is far from the bathroom, and his car was really close. If he said, Marry me on condition that I have a grown daughter or a maidservant for Ainlo, and he doesn't. Oh, I'm an Asha Ainlo on condition that he doesn't have one for Yishlo. He really does. I'm an Asha Ainlo on condition that he is not already of his children, but he does have children. I'm an Asha Yishlo of Ainlo on condition that he does have children, but he does not have children. In all these cases, um, it's not going to be effective when the condition, condition is not met, the tonight is not fulfilled, so the condition will not be chal. In all these cases, let's say the woman later says, but in my heart, in my mind, I had intent to become Kudashas to him, whether or not what he was saying was true or it wasn't true. Still, what's the halacha in Kudasha? She is still not married to him. The idea is that, uh, that, that since the stipulation was not met and the woman did not say her intention at the time was to marry him regardless, so then it's just some sort of das that she kept inside. And if it's a sort of das that she kept inside, then it cannot make a Kedushan. It has to be expressed. And then the Mishnah says, uh, the same thing as she is the one who misled him. You know, there's a man betrayed the woman condition, some, about some condition about the nature of the woman, which he thought was true and wasn't, then um, also it wouldn't, it wouldn't go through. Says the Gemara, the story. Who covered this often? The next day, someone sold his possessions. I died to the Mishnah Israel. With his intention was, he was planning on moving to Eretz Israel. When he did sell it, it was only his intentions. He didn't make it clear. He didn't, he didn't make it tonight. He didn't stipulate, I'm only selling this to you if I end up going. And then what ended up happening is that because of circumstances, whatever happened, he didn't end up going to Israel. And now he's trying to reclaim his property and saying, I only sold it because I was planning on going. Now that I'm not going, I want to reclaim my property. So what's the halacha? So the fact that he was thinking of moving to Israel is just an intention that's inside. It's an inner thought that wasn't said. It doesn't have halacha of das. And whenever there's a transaction between people, so things that are thought of, don't matter. They have to be things which are said. So the sale is valid, even though uh, the, 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 what the, the seller's intent of why he was selling went unfulfilled. How does Rabbi know this big you say? Maybe it's from this price. Uh, Torah talks about someone who's chayv to bring a carbon. So the Pasuk says, Yakriv Oso. He should bring it. So so this means that Basin forces him to fulfill it. You might think Mamash against his will time it says he'll bring it willingly. So Hakate said, How do you force for someone and yet he's doing it willingly? The answer is Kofano Sarchi We force him until he says, I want to do it. So what's happening in this case? Why would it be considered brought willingly? I believe alone Nikhil, certainly in his heart, he doesn't want to do it. He's saying Oh, I wrote Sani, but clearly in his mind, he doesn't. He, that's not what he wants. We don't care about what he's thinking. We only care about what he expresses. So since he, he said out loud, he wants to bring the carbon, so any reservation he has inside doesn't matter. Says the It's not a good proof because we all know that he wants the atonement. So when he finally agrees to do it, it does actually mean an inner, an inner desire. So what basically we're saying is that that's not really Dvaram Shavalev, that he doesn't want to do it, and he's just saying he wants to do it. Actually, we, when he says it, we assume that that it actually is what his desire is. 
rather we can find it from the end of the bride's law. We have the same thing with a divorce document and freeing slaves. Where in the sense when, when a master or a husband has to divorce his wife and they're not doing so, we force the, the husband or the master until he says, I want to do it. So it's considered valid because he said he wanted to do it. Why don't you say the same problem? The person doesn't want to do it. It's not what's in their heart. They're saying they want to. They don't actually want to. It must be because we say that an intention which is unexpressed um, is not a valid din of das. So the Quran says, maybe it's different over there. Because there, there's a mitzvah to comply with what the Chachamim want. So once a person is told he has to divorce his wife, he may claim he doesn't want to. But once he eventually comes around and he says orally that I do want to, then we assume that it actually is his inner desire. So we still don't have to prove that Dvarim should live in a Dvarim. We see from It says over here, Mishnah later, someone's Makadish woman, and he said that, that, that and he, afterwards he says that I thought that she was a Kohanis. I thought that she was this. I thought she was rich. In all these cases, it's, it wasn't a tenai that he spoke out. It wasn't like a stipulation. It was just simply he had a, an assumed premise, which wasn't true. So here it says that she's still married because she didn't mislead him. She didn't misrepresent anything. It was the man who deceived himself here. So who cares if she tricked him or she didn't trick him? The man is saying, I thought this. It was a mistake. It must mean that since he didn't formulate it as a tenai, so it's unexpressed intentions. Unexpressed intentions aren't recognized in halacha. So therefore, we don't care that he had a mistake. Maybe over there, it's just a chumrah. Meaning, really, it's a suffix that Kedushin is valid. And the Tana was just saying that we're machmer, we're stringent to say that Kedushin applies. How do we know that the chlau, in general, even to make leniency, maybe that's not a proof. That's only to apply to chumrah. Rather, Abai says it's from here. From, it says, in all the cases where there was a condition, if the woman came along, which wasn't fulfilled, if the woman said, the woman comes along later and says, I still would have married him, in she's not married. Why not? She's telling you, she is telling you that she intended to become married to him, whether or not the condition was true. So why do we care the condition wasn't fulfilled? She had das anyway. The answer is, since the woman didn't express that das, an unexpressed das is not valid. So that's Maybe it's different there. Even da'as, because the man stipulated explicitly, and she didn't protest it. So it's not in her power to met to, to remove the condition just by her thought. Meaning to say, generally, maybe But here, the ma'isa condition was done explicitly with the tonight that the husband made. She didn't change anything. So therefore, it's specific to the tonight to the tonight that was made. Masha Inkin, in a case, well, let's say our case, where someone sold something with the intention to go up to Israel. So so, so you just have to say that the the, 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 the das that he had was binding, even though he didn't speak it out. So maybe Tavam Shalib is binding, and if he doesn't end up going to Israel, then he is able to reclaim his land. So we need a new source for Rava, that even in the case of the guy going to Israel, since he didn't speak it out, it's not binding. Ella, rather, Amar there was once a story so here, remember, we learned by Me'ila, you're not allowed to um, misuse Hektish's property. So someone told his Shliach, where normally we say there's Shliach, by Me'ila. Someone told the Shliach, bring me coins from the person, on the window or from the person in the box, and go go spend them on something for me at the market. Now, one of these one of these purses over here had um, Hektish money. The agent brought him the coins, and he, and he spent them like he was instructed to do. Even if the Balabais later, the one who sent him said, actually, I didn't have in mind 
that you should take from the purse that you took from. I had, I had in mind that you should take from another purse, not the one that was Kaddish. So in other words, there were a couple there. And he's saying, I didn't have that one in mind. I know I told you bring me bring from there, but I didn't have in mind the one you brought from. Since he brought him from the from, from the Kaddish one, he spent the Baalai small. So he did the Shlichas, and therefore the sender is guilty for Me'ilah. In other words, we view it that he didn't deviate from the instructions, so therefore the sender is liable. The idea is, as long as there was no deviation, then we say, Yishlichas, Lezvarvera, by Me'ilah. So he said, my intent inside was that the agent should take from the other person, not the Kaddish one. So after all is said and done, he wasn't, he wasn't going, doing my das. So he wasn't carrying out my mission when he took the coins from the consecrated one. And therefore, it shouldn't be misyachis back to me that I did the mi'ilah. No, it's bishlam if you say, bishlam if you say, so the instructions are only based upon what was said orally. So in the oral things, the Lamai say he didn't deviate from the instructions, so therefore there would be a shlichos for the Me'ilah. But if you say, would be devarim, so then the instructions are based upon all the das and specifically the, the purse he had in mind. If he took not from a different, not from that purse, so then 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 the person uh, wasn't fulfilling his das. So why is there shlichos? Why is he chayv Me'ilah? says the Gemara Batomashan, also maybe it's different there. Maybe we don't believe that he had in mind the other one. We say he's probably just fabricating it in order to try to get out of the Chiyav to bring a carbon. So, as, so in other words, even if Dharma Shalev are Dvarim, that's only where there's no reason to suspect he's lying about the fact that he had in mind. But if there's reason, if there's grounds to suspect that he had, is lying about it, so then certainly it's not going to work. Says the Gemara, if he's just trying to lie, he could get out of the carbon in a different way. He could just say, I was done a bit amazing. I willingly was over on, 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 on trying to get it because the halacha is that Me'ilah is only brought by Shogik. So if his whole point is to get out of the Chiyav Karban, he, could, he didn't have to say, I thought I meant that you should take from the other person. He, could, he, he just could say that uh, I was amazing. Says the Gemara, no one wants to say that. Love and No one makes wants to make himself wicked. So therefore, maybe our original point stands. Says the Gemara, he could have just said, I remembered. He could have said, I remembered they were consecrated right before he spent them. Meaning, I wasn't amazed. But if I remembered that they were colors before the agent spent them, then it also would have exempted him from the car. But did not Nisgar Babais and Nisgar Shliach. Babais remembered that it was, it was, it was hectic funds. But the Shliach didn't. Shliach Mal, the Shliach has Mila, not the Balabais. Interesting halach. Why exactly is that true? So Rashi explains that since he remembered, he's not choking. He's not choking anymore. So, so basically, it, 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 according to Rashi, it sounds like Bisayda Dover, the Shlichus, is working. But Lamaisa, what's happening is, is that since he is amazed at this point, he remembered his actish, so he can't be chayv. He can't, he can't be chayv. And once he can't be chayv, now the Shliach is chayv because the Shlichus was only on the Meila. And once, once he's not going to be mauled because he became, because he remembered, so now automatically the shliach is doing his own action and therefore he has mila. So he could have gotten out of it, Achiyah Karban, by, by claiming he remembered before he spent it. So therefore, he had that reason, which is a better pretext. There's no reason for, for us to think he's lying when he said he had in mind the other person. If the mission still rejects it, so then it's evident that the, the real Vard is Dvaram Shabalev, ain't a So the Gemara accepts that. Someone sold his properties to go to Eretz Israel, and here the case is Hitaka said out loud his intention is um, that that I'm I'm doing this because I want to I want to go to Israel. So he went to Israel, but then he couldn't live there. So he went, but he came back. And here again, the case is different. He, exp- he explicitly said, "I'm doing this because I want to go to Israel." He went, but he couldn't take it there. So the Gemara says, "What well, question is what fulfilled it tonight? Going there or living there?" When I say I want to go up, it means the intent of living. Although he couldn't live there. Therefore, the sale is void and he has the right to reclaim it. Other people say, He made it with the intention of going up. He went up. The fact that he couldn't live there doesn't invalidate the sale. 
Another case, someone who sold this property intention of going to Eretz Yisrael, and he expressed this to the buyer, but he didn't go up, and he wanted to claim it. He wanted to reclaim it because he couldn't go. So Amar Vashi, again, the Tanai was made here. He said, I'm doing it only because I want to go to Israel. So Amar Vashi, if he wanted, he could have gone up. Meaning he doesn't invalidate the sale because he could have made the journey if he wished. Therefore, the sale is not void if he chose to remain. Now, it's his point is, I'm doing this because I'm going to Israel. If you choose now to remain, then you can't reclaim it. Other people say this, Rav Vashi said, he wanted, wouldn't he have gone up? He certainly would have. So therefore, the sale stands. Maybe not. What's the practical difference? Both statements of Rashi seem to be saying the same thing, that he could have done it. So since he could have done it, um, then we assume that he can't reclaim the land. Says the Gemara, even now, Salad owns the The difference would be if there was a new unforeseen danger from when he said it that just came onto the road. In other words, let's say suddenly Ganavim are there. So because of that, he canceled the plan. Like the first version, so then the, the Sal would still would, would still be there. According to the second version, it would not be. Why? Because the first version, if he wanted, he would go. It implies as long as it, he could have done it. Even if it would be very difficult, the he could have done it. So even if there are robbers, he still could have done it. You could go with a lot, a lot of people, a lot of a whole large group where you're not afraid of the of the of the robbers. So since it's possible theoretically, so so Lamai saw that he can't reclaim it. The second version was a rhetorical statement. If he wanted to, wouldn't he have done it? So then it, it's mashma. It's only when there was nothing blocking him. But if there was something blocking him, making it more difficult, even if he technically still could still could have gone, but um, this is considered a, an ability for him to reclaim the land. Continues the Mishnah. Someone said to his agent, "Save a kaddish li'isha plonis b'malkum ploni." Call me kaddish me for this woman who's named this thing. He names her name, and in, she is in such a, in such a place. The agent goes in kaddish or in a different place. In kaddish, she is not married. We assume that the husband is specific. I want you to be kaddish her specifically over there. Rashi explains that in that location, maybe he has friends who will defend him if anyone says bad things about him. His, his loyal friends will defend him specifically in that place. So it's important to the husband. That, 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 that the Kedushin happened in that place. So if it's done somewhere else, it's a deviation from the Shlichos, and therefore it's not a Shlichos, she's not betrothed. But if he just said, he said, she is there. He didn't say, do the Kedushin there. He just said, she is there. Then she is married. And the reason she's married, the reason it's different, is because here the language just suggested where she is. It didn't seem to care that the Kedushin happened there. Says the Gemara, we learn the same type of thing about a divorce document. Omar Tinu gets it. Someone said, husband said, give this get to my wife in such a place. If they gave it in a different place possible, it's no good. If he just said she is here, and he gave it in a different place, kosher it is still valid. So again, the same discrepancy between saying she is here and saying divorce her there. So why both Mishnahis? Have to say the same thing. I would say In this case, you're trying to draw her close. In that place, people like me, and they won't be. They won't say bad things about me to the woman I want to marry. In that place, people hate me, and they would say bad things about me. So maybe there's a like, He wants to share with me only in that place, nowhere else. In the case of get where he's trying to distance the one from him. I would say that he doesn't care. He doesn't care at all if the agent's doing the divorce in a place we didn't designate. He has no reason to care about whatever people are saying if the divorce happens in one place or the other. So therefore, I would say she should be divorced no matter what. We've only spoke about it by the divorce. by I would say 
that it is embarrassing to have a divorce, and maybe he wants about it to be done in one specific place, but not in another place. There's no stigma, you know, bad thing getting married. He doesn't care where the agent marries her. Therefore, it's necessary for both Mishnahis to be taught. Says the Mishnah, that she doesn't have any vows. And if she does have vows, so the, the, the condition is not binding. But if he married her without making condition and found that she has vows, she may be divorced without paying her meaning the condition is binding. But the fact that most husbands um, wouldn't be, it would be difficult, you know, to, 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 to have vows over here. So therefore, and it means like specifically like vows that are troubling to a husband. So then it's grounds to divorce her without paying the ksuba. So the kedushin is chal, but he doesn't have to pay the ksuba. Menashe in the moment, similar thing with defects. If he said, Amenas, there's no moment in the moment in the If there are moments she's not married, Constance not be married without a stipulation in the moment, there are defects, states of ksuba. She may divorce, but he doesn't have to pay the ksuba. All bodily defects that disqualify Kohanim also disqualify the woman in the sense that she doesn't deserve the, uh, the ksuba. Now, the question here is, is that if she could be divorced without ksuba, so obviously we assume that people, it bothers people, and that's why she doesn't get the ksuba. So then what's the pshat? What's the pshat over here that the condition is binding at all? Why don't we say it's obvious that he would not have married her if she had the defect? So therefore, we should say she didn't even need a divorce. So Rashi says that the get is necessary on a drabonin level, because we're not so positive with it. He didn't stipulate. We're not so positive one way or the other. That's what seems to be. It's not absolutely certain. So she needs a get. But Lamaisa, he doesn't have to give the ksuba because he can say, I, 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 I wouldn't have married you with this. The Mar notes that we have the same exact Mishnah and Ksubas. Why does the Mishnah appear twice? The Kiddush was for the Kiddushan part. Where there was a Tanai. We just mentioned the Ksuba part as a tangent relating to Kiddushan. There in Ksubas we wanted to teach the Ksuba part. We just brought in the Kiddushan part as a tangent to relate to the Ksuba part. The Mishnah continues in Makadash, Nashim Shavar Bruta. Someone is Makadash, two separate women with an item that's worth a Pruta. So, in other words, is one Pruta that he's trying to share between both women by giving half of the Pruta to each of them. Or just a little bit simpler, he's Makadash, one woman with an item less than a Pruta. Certainly, these women are not Makadashes with the less than Shavar Pruta that he gave them. But even if afterwards he sends Sivlonus, Sivlonus are gifts. Um, that like bridal gifts that were typically sent between the chasan and kalas. Even if he ends up sending her the bridal gifts, and those are with the pertaining kedusha, she's still not married. Because we assume that he was only sending these gifts based upon the original kedusha, meaning his das was not to affect the kedusha with the zivlonos, uh, but rather he was just sending extra gifts to her. Uh, he assumed that the kedusha already happened, and therefore we have a problem. He's the das, even though if he realized the problem and he sent these zivlonos l'shem kedusha, that hypothetically would work. But we assume that he was not aware of that, and that we, he just sent these gifts um, as extras, and therefore they're still not married. Uh, the same halacha applies if there is a a katan, a minor, who's Makadash, a woman, and then he sends gifts to her after he becomes an adult. So if he would have in mind L'shem Kedushin, then that would work. But if he didn't have in mind L'shem Kedushin, so then we don't have the right to assume that um, he was trying to make a new Maitse Kedushin. And therefore, um, and therefore, even if the gifts that he sent afterwards became an adult, it wouldn't be binding. Uh, they still wouldn't be married. So we discussed a bunch of cases in the mission here where Savlonos are happening. After uh, where a person gave... Gave the pruta to two women together, half pruta to one woman, 
or or the scenario of a cotton. So Gemara says, all these cases were necessary. If you only spoke about the case of the Shavu Pruta, where a person gave the Pruta to two women, you would say, maybe he, he has a mistake over there because, because he lost a Pruta. So he thinks that, that, okay, I gave it to two women, but I give up a Pruta. So therefore he thinks to himself that he's already... Um, he's already performed the Kedushin. And that's why when he gives the Savlonos, uh, we don't assume that he has a mind the same Kedushin of a Pachos but if you give less than a Pruta's worth to one woman, Ema, I could say, maybe he's aware Kedushin Tam Bitov is on less than a Pruta. He realizes that the Akka Kedushin was no good. But why, why would he think it could work on less than a Pruta? Then we should assume that when he goes and actually sends the gifts, we should assume that he's, he, he means them for a new Maisa Kedushin. That's why it was necessary for the mission to say that even in the second case, we do not assume, it's a Chiddush, we do not assume that the Savlonos were Matlash and Kedushin. You've only spoke about those two cases. So you could say, and sometimes people cannot distinguish between what is a pruta and something what less than a pruta. So you might have a mistake. You might think that the item he gave was actually worth a pruta, even though it was worth slightly less. And that's why, that's why there's an issue. Um, that with, with assuming this of loners with the Shane Kedushin, because we wondered to ourselves, maybe he just made a mistake and think he already did the Kedushin. But, in the case of the minor betrothed a woman, it's so obvious. Everyone knows that the minor's act has no effect. I would say that when the minor is sending these gifts after he grows up, for sure he has in mind the Shane Kedushin. He must for sure realize that the, that the first Kedushin was no good. Kamash the mission therefore tells us it's not like that. Even in the last case, we assume that the Savlonos were not intended for Kedushin, and therefore the woman is not Mekodesh's. Says the Gemara, new point, Itmar. When a, when a man sends the Savlonos to a woman, we're talking about a case where they previously agreed to get married, and now suddenly he sends her Savlonos. He hadn't attempted a Maisa Kedushin yet, a little bit different than what we've been spoken about in the Mishnah here. It's just a couple who has agreed to get married, and suddenly he sends her the Savlonos. So we're concerned that they were intended to affect the Kedushin. However, we question from our Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Even in the man sent the Savlonos afterwards, apparently the dots of someone sending Savlonos is that uh, is not for them to, to, to act as, as Kedushin. So why here are we saying that if a couple agreed to a Shidduch and then he sends their Savlonos, then we suddenly just... Uh, Assume that he meant Lashin Kedushin. So I'm going to buy it. I answer it. But there, it's different. It's the reason that the Mishnah itself says, Here, he already did a Maisa Kedushin. Therefore, when he adds this of Lonus, we don't assume he's intending Lashin Kedushin. We assume he's just giving a gift on top of the previous Maisa Kedushin. But in the case of what we're discussing, he hadn't attempted a Maisa Kedushin yet. So now we would consider it possible that the gifts themselves were intended as the Maisa Kedushin. Ikadamri in a different version, Amar Rabba, Rabba says, Not only is it not a question, it's actually a source. From where do I know? And when a man is sending the Zivlonos that he intends to shen Kedushin, because it's, it's, it's like the Mishnah said in the case where someone did a Maisa Kedushin and then he sent Zivlonos. The Mishnah said that the Zivlonos aren't good because once he did a Maisa Kedushin, we assume he's just adding a gift on top as opposed to intending for a new Kedushin. So it sounds like, ha ha, only in the Mishnah's case with the Tali, do we assume he's making a mistake because he thought the first Kedushin was already good. That's why he doesn't assume the Zivlonos are going to make Kedushin. Abba Kedushin in general, where he haven't previously attempted to be Makadashur, we do consider it possible that the gifts were men Lashim Kedushin. So about Bai, how does the Bai respond? Lomi Bai Karma, maybe when the Mishnah has a Lomi Bai. It wasn't necessary to this, but even this. Lomi Bai Ba'ama, Lomi Kedushin Klau. In general, the man never had entered in the possibility of Kedushin at all. So then, 
it would be totally obvious. Mishnah doesn't even mention that it's not that it's not a possibility of kedushin. Even in this case where he did enter the possibility of kedushin, he did try to be mekatsar of kedushin. I would say that then when he sends of lonos, it should talk of kedushin. And the Mishnah therefore tells us it's not like that. Even in this case, we <coughs> we say the man's gifts are not viewed as money for kedushin. So now that we come out that there's a machlokis if a couple agreed to get married and then before Maisa Kedushin he sends her Savlonos, whether or not he intends the Maisa Kedushin, so now the Gemara says, Ma'av what is the halacha? If it's a place, it depends what the custom is. It's a place where the custom is people do Maisa Kedushin and then they send the gifts, Chachinat. So if here he just sent the gifts without a Maisa Kedushin, so what's going on? Must be he intends for it to be um, Kedushin themselves, and that's why we're concerned that they're married. But if the custom is that people usually send the gifts first and then do a Kedushin, then just sending the gifts, we don't have to be concerned that he meant it to affect Kedushin, um, because usually it's very normal to send a gift ahead of Kedushin. So why should I say that the gift itself is Kedushin? The Gemara asks, if it's Makachi or the Sabbath, people do Kedushin and then give gifts, Pshita, that's obvious that we have to be nervous that the gift is an act of Kedushin. Why would Rapapa say a Chiddush? It's not a Chiddush. Obviously, people do Kedushin and then gifts, and this guy sending the gifts, he might mean a Lishin Kedushin. So the Gemara answers, It's necessary for a case where the majority of the people make Kedushin and then send the gifts. It's a minority who do the other way. They send the gifts and then they're Makadush. I would say maybe we'll go after the minority and therefore we don't have to be concerned the woman's married. Because maybe since there is a minority of people who just send the gifts, but, and then do Kedushin, so the gifts don't mean anything. So I would say maybe it's from the minority. So maybe you could be lenient. Kamash Malah, no, we have to be Mach, we have to go after the majority, and we suspect that the gifts may have meant Lashim Kedushin. Similar type of question here. What if we know there's a Ksuba document between a husband and a wife that's established? What's the halacha? We don't know if there was actually a Maisa Kedushin, but it's Hoksak in front of us that there's a Ksuba that was written for them. So if there's a ksuba written for them, do we assume there was a kedushin also? Amalei and the nafkina would be if let's say she did a kedushin to somebody else, would we automatically assume it's not tofes, or would we machmer and require a get from another person? So Amalei Rabbi said, just because there's a ksuba document, we know for sure she's married. We don't, we don't know. Maybe it just drafted a ksuba, but they didn't. What didn't end up being mikdasher? So therefore, she wouldn't need to get from somebody else if she mikdasher. If it's a place where People do Kedushin, only then write the Ksuba Chashina. So then we're concerned that the woman accepted Kedushin from the person in the Ksuba. Um, and the idea that the fact that Ksuba was written suggests that she was already in Maisa Kedushin. If they write a Ksuba first and then they do Kedushin Lo Chashina, then we don't have to be concerned at all that she was betrothed just because there is a Ksuba. And therefore, there's Bechlal no grounds for thinking that she's Makudashas. If they and then they write the ksuba, it's obvious that we should be concerned the condition took place. What was the chedish? is where a place where the scribe is not always available. So you would say, if it's hard to get a scribe, then maybe what just happened, the man chanced upon the scribe, and he said, write the ksuba, even though he didn't have a chance. So even if it's normal to only write the ksuba after kedushin, but if it's hard to find the scribe, so maybe this guy said, you know what, let me hop around if I have... A scribe in front of me, let me make sure I, I, I'm going to get it done. So therefore, you would say, you don't have to be concerned for the Kedushin just because it's a Ksuba, Kamash and then no sense of the mice. That's generally people write the Ksuba after Kedushin. So we fear over here that he in fact was Makadashir before he had written the Ksuba.